0: Hey, Christy. Hey, Edith. I've invented a new talent contest where you have to dress up as a sailor and eat as much spinach as possible, as fast as possible. I'm going to call it American Pop Idol.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, my God.
0: Oh, oh. oh, You know, Christy. Oh, no. Okay. I have a question. If Popeye liked escargot instead of spinach, would he be known as Popeye the or Man? <laughs> Spinach is on my mind.
2: Hi, I'm Christy, a backyard gardener from Colorado. These days, gardening has gotten very popular, and my friends and I have noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips, a fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down Everybody, it's Edith.
0: Hi, everybody, and hi, Christy. And you're going to help me along because I think I've forgotten how
2: to do this oh, a little it, bit. It'll be like riding a bike, my friend. Like riding a bike. And hello to gardeners everywhere and wannabe gardeners and people who missed Edith, like I did. Oh, how nice. I missed you guys out there
0: listening, and I missed you and our enigmatic engineer as
2: well. Oh, he's blushing. Edith, it's great to have you here today, especially because this is our 100th episode. Oh, wow. Wow. Is that why specifically you asked me to do this one? Um, I think so. Yeah. I think it's fitting, don't you think? Yes. I think it's very, very cool. Remember when we first started and we just kind of just stared at each other? Yes. Both so nervous. Pointed at each other, you talk, no you talk. Oh, I do remember that. (laughs) And And now the engineer just points at us and we just started gabbing. Yep. We just start doing it. Well, um, folks, we also want to tell you that we are wrapping up our Persephone period, which means that it's February and we're getting more and more sunlight every day. And so we're back to new episodes and brand new pod plays and more fun information. Um, we want to give a special shout out to our garden party, who throws a couple bucks our way each month so we can keep doing the podcast. And Edith, we have a new member of the garden party. Yeah. Thank you so much to Lauren from beautiful Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Uh, oh, she's our neighbor. She's one of our neighbors that we don't know yet. And not only is she a neighbor, Edith, yeah. but I dropped off her um, her treat for being a member of the garden party. I walked it over to her house. She's that close to us.
0: Wow. Oh, that's so cool. Would you give me her entire address,
2: please? Yes, it's <laughs> <so>. <laughs> I know, because you never know if you need a cup of sugar. You just never know. And you know. want to walk down the street. Or an egg, which now costs like three bucks I an know. egg. Oh, I know. Jeez. That's an expensive omelet
0: I made today, let me tell you. I tell you what. You know what I wonder, Christy? I wonder if anybody that listens to us has a greenhouse. And I wonder if they've started planting anything in the greenhouse now or how Ooh. they use it, you know? Yeah. Because some people now have those really cool little greenhouses. I mean, I don't have one. I'd love one. But maybe someone
2: could write us and tell us. That would be interesting. And I often think this too, Edith, like, remember during the height of the pandemic when all these restaurants bought all those little greenhouses and they were people were being served in them outside? Yes. Which really doesn't make much sense to me because it seems like that's just going to like keep the virus floating around in a little greenhouse. In that little cubicle. <laughs> but maybe they have more <laughs> reasons than I could know about it. But then I was thinking, like, well, now they don't have them anymore. I'm wondering, like, what do they do with all those little greenhouses? And would they sell them cheaply. Oh my gosh, Chrissy, what a good thought. You're a good thinker. You're a good thinker. (laughs) Yeah, you are. Right. Yeah. Because I'm thinking like, I really want a greenhouse, but they're expensive.
0: They're so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well anyway, and I thought of that because you were talking about high gardeners and you know, we have so much snow on the ground that I just wondered if
2: anybody out there actually is gardening that's not living in the Texas Mm -hmm. South or deep South. So rare for us too in the, Denver metro area for us to have this much snow in, in January. In January, you know, I didn't realize that. I just time means nothing to
0: me apparently. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and yet you arrived on time today. So well, I'm 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 punctual of nothing else. Okay, I hate being tardy. Okay, don't like the tardiness.
2: I was actually four minutes late. Oh, that's very true. Yeah, yes, I was. Yeah, I I'll, was. I'm going to dock your pay. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, Ow. <laughs> is anything happening in your in your garden world, Edith?
0: Well, there's one thing that's kind of happened. First of all, I can't see any of my garden. Everything is totally covered in snow. Yesterday, finally before it snowed, I saw some of it and then it snowed again. But what I did, Christy, the long rosemary saga. Uh-huh. Weeks ago, I thought Okay, I didn't really get it out of the ground. I'm going to put a frost blanket around it. huh Remember how cold, it, cold, cold, yeah, cold it, it got? Yeah, it dipped into the 20s. Uh-huh. And then it snowed, and now the frost... Frost blanket and the snow are exactly the same color. I haven't seen my rosemary in weeks. I think that's good though. Maybe I because hope I think so. the snow
2: is creating an insulation. I hope so. So that's all that's happen- happening is I'm hoping that my rosemary is not dead. I've again. done the same thing. You know, I wrapped my mm-hmm. rosemary with the frost blanket. Yeah, and then a couple, like a week ago, I popped it out. Just to see how it was looking and give yeah. it a little fresh air, and it looked good. It was green and really nice. And okay. then when I saw it was going to snow again, I covered it back, wrapped it back up okay. again, and I put a bucket on top. For some reason, I don't know why, but you they, do the bucket thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. But the, the bucket, bucket, bucket just seems like it's going to be like I don't know, extra protection.
0: Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so really, being as it's
2: January, there's like not a lot going on in my garden at all. I noticed that um, my lilac bushes are budding. You're kidding. Just starting just to grow a little buds on them. Wow. Especially that new little baby one that I planted last year. So that was kind of reassuring. Good. And um, before it snowed again, I noticed that some of my greens that I planted in the fall uh-huh. are still up there. Like I have a little bit of spinach and a little bit of romaine lettuce. You know, It's all I, under the snow. Well, I forgot about that. I ha- I planted some spinach way too late. I, I mean, I'm obsessed with spinach
0: now. It's one of my major mistakes of the year. I can but- tell. That you're yeah, obsessed with I'm obsessed spinach, with it. <laughs> hence all the spinach jokes. Uh, so I I, I ran out of mulch and it, there was no mulch in town anymore, you know. Supply issues, I suppose. I don't know what it is. So I took these gigantic um cauliflower plants, you know, how they're how big they are, uh huh, and I just laid it on top of oh, my spinach. Is that clever,
2: was that clever? I hope that was clever. Yeah, I think so. Well, we'll see. We'll, yeah, we? and maybe we'll it'll see. be okay. Mm-hmm. Um. I um, also wanted to ask you about how did your new plum tree do this year? Didn't well, I, you... did, I planted
0: it yeah. um, in September. Okay, in September. So it, I hope it's still alive. I planted an apple and a plum. Oh, nice! I'm starting in little, your backyard. Yes, I'm starting a little orchard back there because uh-huh. I had to take out my apple tree from the front. Oh, okay. it was
2: diseased. Oh no! Yeah. So I got a. They only live so long, though, don't they?
0: Yeah, I've had it for a long, long time. So mm-hmm. anyway, I I for the, I wrapped the the wrapping around them. Uh-huh. You know the protective wrapping. Yeah, and I was told be very careful. Do not wrap from top to bottom. Oh, you're kidding! You me. have to wrap from Funny. the bottom up. Or and I don't remember what he said why, but he said it's really really important <laughs> from the bottom <laughs> okay, up. So okay, okay. So that is what I did. Okay, well, yeah. good.
2: Yeah. Um, did you, are you done with all your tomatoes? Did you eat all your tomatoes? Are all your tomatoes done?
0: Yeah. Right before Thanksgiving was the last one. I, that was one of my big mistakes. I didn't take enough green ones in the house. Oh, I took all of mine in the
2: house. Oh, I did. And I have a, I have a, um, I have a little, uh, uh, mystery for you, Edith. Okay. Because I brought down the remaining tomatoes that are in my attic. From two years ago now? No, no, just this one. This is past year. Oh, okay. <laughs> just this past year that I okay. brought in, like, uh-huh. whatever that was. We had such a long fall, didn't we? Yeah. Like October, I brought in all these green tomatoes and I was kind of using them throughout, but then I kind of forgot about them again. Yeah. So I thought we'd take a look at them. I've not looked at them to see if there's, okay. if, if I have any tomatoes. So I'm going to give you the first box. Okay. And you have not looked at them at all. Let me see here. She
0: has them covered. She has them in a box, covered with a sheet of newspaper, and they're absolutely gorgeous. Christy. They're beautiful. Oh, my gosh. They do look good. Oh, my God. Some of them are they're, still green. The you see, mine were all ripening at the same exact time. Oh, here's one that turned into what looks like a prune. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you these are so great. Oh, that's good. This is a lesson because you know what I do? I always plant them just one row at a time. You didn't. You just threw them all
2: in here and they look incredible. Okay. Look well, them. take a look at this bag then. This is like one of those um, you know like one of those grocery bags that you bring in. And I threw a bunch in this bag and then I th- put a piece of newspaper on top, and I shoved it in my attic. My attic stays pretty cold, too. Like, it doesn't have any heating up there, so it probably stays like 40 okay. degrees. well,
0: this did not
2: fare as well. Oh, okay. You're going to want to take some of these
0: rotten ones. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yuck. Oh, Jesus. Here's one that looks like <laughs> witch's nipple. God, that's terrible. <laughs> Oh my God, Christy! <laughs> oh no! Yeah, oh you still have no. some good ones in here, but you've allowed the bad to infect the bag. Oh no! Yes, you have. Oh dear! So oh, for heaven's sakes, next year I'm gonna do what you did, though. I'm in the box, you know. By the end of the season, I get so sick of. I even get sick of tomatoes. I'm like, I can't handle it. I've got no more room, which is ridiculous of me. Because then, this time of year, I, I'm dying for you know, yeah. as is my daughter.
2: And, and you get a tomato in the grocery store, and it just tastes like butt. It tastes like butt, <laughs> or That's a, or right. a witch's nipple, or a witch's nipple. <laughs> Edith, are you getting a bunch of seed catalogs? I am. Yeah, I am. Folks, we've got some brand new pop plays for you all, inspired by our love and passion of the beautiful seed catalogs we get at this time of year. They're artistic. (laughs) They're informative. They're like an encyclopedia. And um, before we roll on this new pod play, don't forget to check out our website for the funny and informative Upside Down Dictionary if there are words and terms you don't understand. UpsideDownTulips.com And we have some fun stuff on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And here's the new pod play written by Christy
1: Montour-Larson herself. Ooh, The kids are off on a sleepover. <laughs> Your spouse is working late. This means you have a nice winter's evening to yourself. What shall it be? Netflix? Or maybe a bubble bath with that new book about the one thing you have always wanted to read about. Hmm, Who could that be? Why, it's the mailman. He hands you a stack of mail. Huh. A couple of circulars, return Christmas cards, a few bills, and then, wait, what's that on the bottom? Why it's a seed catalog. On the cover are huge pink blossoms bursting out of a rustic tin container. Your hand starts to tremble as you touch the slick cover. What is this amazing flower, you wonder? I must have it. Wait, let's not rush the moment. Pour yourself a glass of wine, light some candles, then settle in and slowly begin to thumb through. Hmm hmm Tet Noir cabbage, a delicious small traditional French variety. Small, solid, deep red, and a reliable producer of firm heads. Apricot Lemonade Cosmos. The first Cosmos variety to combine sumptuous shades of buttery lemon, pink, and apricot. Japanese Flowering Kale. This delectable kale has dramatic ruffles, sublime flavor, and a depth of sweetness. Super frost hearted. You can wait no longer. You skim quickly until you find those huge pink blossoms. There she is a stock flower. Japanese Sakura no kagayaki, order number FL-982. Mmm, a fragrance so sweet and spicy, it is utterly intoxicating. Oh yeah! But then, your spouse comes home early. Hmm, they brought home takeout and you watch that one show on Netflix everyone is talking about. It's nice, but still, you dream and yearn for your seed catalog.
2: So when we were on the break, our um, excellent and enigmatic engineer was explaining to me and Edith why the tomatoes that were in the bag probably went bad first. He mm-hmm. yeah, has a good theory. Yeah, uh, that maybe the bag was lighter, you know, let mm-hmm. light through. it's a white bag. Yeah, so that could have been it. And also, I think that bag
0: has some plastic in it, so God, I think, Oh, so who knows? That's a good point. Who knows what's around there?
2: We're going to talk, friends, <laughs> about some of our favorite garden mistakes of 2022 and our garden plans for mm-hmm. 2023, but first, Edith, please tell us, yeah, you have amusing. Uh, well, it, it's something that I learned that is just really, really fascinating.
0: So we all know that we're having a problem with the honeybees. We all know that they pollinate in America, one third of all the food. Without them, we would be in bigger trouble than we are now You know, with grocery prices, et cetera. So there's something here called um, American fowl brood. It is an American disease. No, it's a disease that's in America, but it's also global. And I don't know why they call it American fowl brood, but they've come up with a vaccine. Did you know that up till now, that they have been giving antibiotics to bees, oh, to save them? Yeah. Now what they're trying to do, you know, they're not supposed to put antibiotics in chickens anymore. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to. We're getting rid of, but they've been putting them in bees to save them. So this vaccine is going to. Save the bees because when they get this foul brood, you have to burn the hive
2: mm. and
0: um, then you have to use antibiotics so that the other hives don't. Mm-hmm. So, this vaccine, I bet you're wondering how in the world do you give a bee a vaccine? <laughs>
2: right. I get a little picture in my mind about it. Do you see tiny syringes? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: that's not how they do it. Oh, okay. What they do is they put a syrup, like a sugar syrup, and they put the vaccine in the sugar syrup, and they put that in the hive. And Mm. as you know, the worker bees eat that, pre-digest it, and then feed it to the queen bee. So the queen eats it, and it goes into her bee lady parts, and then (laughs) her... Her offspring, uh, yeah. her offspring are vaccinated. Wow!
2: Come on, that's wonderful. That's just so cool. I did, you know, the science that goes behind that is is so amazing, isn't it? It really is. You know, and
0: I'm sure there'll be some vaccine vaccination deniers out there. Don't vaccinate my bees, right? But you know, right. I, let them vaccinate your bees. You don't folks. know what's in that. You do not <laughs> want
2: antibiotics in your food. Wonderful! That's interesting. That's isn't some good it? news, isn't That's it? That's very good news, especially when you are hearing such sad news about bees all the time. Yeah,
0: we're hearing way too much
2: sad news, so we're going to make a huge effort to get good news. Well, speaking of bees, mm-hmm. Edith, yeah, um, when we look at talking about our favorite garden mistakes, yeah. of twenty twenty two, yeah, I think we both have the same mistake, the same big one of the same big mistakes, and that is. What in the tarnation happened to our zucchini this year? That's not just our mistake, Christy. That is my neighbor's mistake. People I see online, like in these gardening groups, and Karen, who is a host here also on Upside on Tulips, she didn't. Ha- she had trouble with zucchini, which is supposed to be the easiest plant uh-huh, in the world to uh-huh, grow. Uh
0: huh. I'd, I mean, all the zucchini jokes about throwing them out the, in, in open car windows and stuff. I left my car windows open all
2: summer. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Not one zucchini. The one time I wish somebody would sneak some zucchini on my porch on National Sneak Some Zucchini on uh-huh. Your Neighbor's Porch Day. I would have.
0: I would have, but I only had one zucchini from that gigantic plant. I had two. Ugh. I got to say, I, I cannot count that as a mistake. I won't. That's a WTF.
2: Right. You know, yeah. that's what that well, is. Well, I did a little research about what people say, why you, we, it's possible we didn't get yeah. zucchini. And one reason they're saying it has to do with bees is that um, you your zucchinis were not being pollinized properly by bees. Really? I find it a little hard to believe because I have so many bees in my yard. Me too, Christy. And then why did I
0: have peaches? Why did I have... Good point. That's really interesting. Well...
2: That's really interesting. Friends, you can hand pollinate your zucchini if you don't have enough bees. Um, And it doesn't mean you should panic. Um, Most zucchini plants will pollinate naturally. And once they start flowering, you can um, take a Q-tip and put it on... The male flower, and then move it on to a female flower.
0: Don't oh. let the neighbors see you, though. Okay,
2: it's a <laughs> private thing. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, maybe you could put a little a little sheet around it. Put a little sheet. You know. it. <laughs> but you're <laughs> right. Yes, yes, that's a great idea, Kristy. You, you could, and they, and I also learned I didn't know this either, Edith, but that male flowers show up a couple weeks before a female flower will. Uh huh. And so the first Mm -hmm, flowers you get mm -hmm, will always mm -hmm, be male flowers. mm -hmm. And it isn't until you get what looks like a baby zucchini at the end. That's Mm -hmm. the female flower. That's in all the squash.
0: You can tell because they have a little tiny bump. Yeah. a little tiny squash boob.
2: (laughs) 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 Okay. Another reason why um, you won't get zucchini is because they say it needs a lot of fertilizer. Uh-huh. The plant does, but I was fertilizing this. But year. I have, I have never, I, I've not changed the way I grow things. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I
0: don't usually, I never fertilize with that blue stuff. What's it called? Oh, G- Miracle
2: Grow. I don't use Miracle Grow. Yeah, I, I, I use a fertilizer that's an organic fertilizer, um, though.
0: But yeah. next year, Christy, I'm I'm going to be using some organic fertilizer because this can't keep yeah. happening.
2: Well, this might have been the reason. Too hot. That is. That makes sense to me. Once daytime temperatures get above 90 or nighttime temperatures above 75, zucchini plants begin to struggle and they won't make fruit. Okay. That would
0: explain a lot of things. That would explain the late tomatoes. Mm, That -hmm. would explain my curry squash. Yeah. Christy, I got one that was an inch and a half big. (gasps) I got a buttload of the spaghetti squash. Oh, good. So, again- what does that mean? Does What, it, what does that mean? I mean, yeah. the spaghetti squash got pollinated. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I and got fed. A lot of, and, yeah, and fed. And
2: I put the spaghetti squash where I had the curry squash last That's year because I do rotate. So I don't know. Friends, if anybody else can help us with this, will you please write to us and tell us how we can have zucchini? I had Again, I had to buy zucchini for the second straight year in a row. That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Guess what I had I to buy see. the other day? What parsley? <laughs> oh, no. that's just hideous. Yeah, because well, it's under
0: the snow. To be fair, it is under the snow. Yeah, it is under the snow. Yeah. The snow is real crusty now. Yeah.
2: Uh, what other uh, favorite gardening mistakes?
0: Have okay, you, had mm-hmm. you know what I did. So you know, I have a garage that is next to my garden, and there is a sidewalk, and then there's garden. I planted too close to the sidewalk. And then the sun would it you know how low it gets at the end of the summer? Uh huh. So those plant the pepper plants that I had a whole row, well they didn't
2: get any sun. Oh, so you they think got. they would have liked the heat from the sidewalk though. Yeah, you,
0: yeah, but I guess they just didn't get sun and they just didn't they didn't grow. Mm. They were doing great, doing great, doing great, and then boom, they just looked at me
2: like we give up. So. <laughs> I had a disappointing pepper year, too. Did you, too? Yeah. I mean, it was okay. I've had better. Yeah. You know, I'd give my peppers a C
0: plus this year. So, I'm not going to plant that close to the sidewalk. Got to remember where the sun is going to be. Mm. Not at the height of the summer when the sun is hot and high. It gets really low. Yeah,
2: That reminds me of my friend Shannon, who's a lighting designer at Colorado Shakespeare Festival, which is outside. She designs lights. And they're, you know, they're in technical rehearsals in June, and she has to figure out what oh. the lighting's going to be like in August. Oh my gosh, I never thought of that. Isn't that. Amazing. Yes. So maybe Shannon can come over and help us figure out how we're supposed to plant our gardens. <laughs> yes, let's ask her. Yeah. Um, I had several things that fried this summer. Yeah, just fried. fried. Yeah, I put them in the wrong place. Do you remember, Edith? I was so excited about these white marigold seeds I got from Botanical Interest. Yeah. They were called White Kilimanjaro. They'll be these big white pom pom marigolds. I yeah. They'll be so pretty. I planted them in the far stretches of my yard near the sidewalk and, of course, the, the places that get the least amount of water. Mm-hmm. And when I came back from vacation, they were gone. They were just fried up. Oh, no. I'm going to try it again, but I'm going to plant them closer to my house. So do you you think
0: they fried because of lack of water? Yeah. Because they love the heat.
2: Yeah. they. Okay. Uh, Same thing happened to um, scarlet runner bean. Usually I get so many. I'm giving you extra seeds. Do you not remember last year? That was one of my issues. Remember that? That's right. It happened to me
0: now. Well, they were facing the, the south, the southern sun, and- I got nothing. I got nothing. Little tiny
2: red flowers, no beans. And that was because of the heat. That's so interesting. I They started out great. Really well. Mm-hmm. I always planted them sure. in the same place. And I have no seeds. I'm going to have to buy seeds next year. So
0: I had, I had marigolds. You know those African marigolds you gave me those yes. seeds? Yeah. Well, what? I should not have let them grow so wildly in my herb garden because they started hiding things. Like I never saw my shallots.
2: Oh. Until it was too late. Yeah, they
0: get big, those African
2: marigolds.
0: And they just proliferate. So that was another mistake. I I should have not let so many of them grow in there. Put them in a place where they can be themselves
2: and just them.
0: Just them, yeah. Like people that hang in the kitchen at
2: parties. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I had some bad timing of things this year. I did too, Christy. This is what I harvested late. I harvested cabbage late. Uh Uh-huh. I harvested carrots way too late, so there were these strange knobby things that didn't uh-huh. look like carrots anymore. Uh-huh. I harvested green beans too late, hmm. so I saved the seeds from it. That's the plus side of a dried up green bean on the on the bush. Is That's that you right. Can that the there's n- it's not all is not lost, and we'll see if this is a mistake or not, Edith. But I got you know I was in Amsterdam this summer and I bought all these tulips, and um, when did I plant them? I don't know. Oh, mid-November. That's not good, is it? (laughs) A little (laughs) late. Maybe. It might have even been late November now that I think about it. yeah. So we'll see. That might be a mistake.
0: It might be. But the snow might protect them. Yeah. We've had so much snow on the ground. Um, I don't know what happened. You know, I winter sowed cauliflower, and I planted three of them. One was absolutely beautiful. The other one's... One of them was, I'm not kidding, an inch around, and the other one was an inch and a half. I don't know what happened. It just didn't have it in it. It just didn't have it in it. One, one, of yeah. my, one of my tomatoes just decided not to thrive. Yeah,
2: failure to thrive. Failure to thrive. It just <laughs> sat there and went away. Yeah, it's like Luke Skywalker and Leia's mom, you know, <laughs> Padme. She lost the will to live. It's like, what? They can make Darth Vader and you've lost the will to live? Right, (laughs) right. As you see, I have no idea what that
0: reference is, but I'm trying to be supportive. You were. You were
2: incredibly supportive. Thank
0: you. I think we need to do something now. I don't know what. Let me look at the outline. (laughs) But the engineer keeps looking at us. We're going to hear
2: another fabulous pod play, Edith. Ah, right, of course. About seed catalogs. Okay. Written by the fabulous (laughs) Ms.
0: Montour Larson. (laughs)
2: And that's when I hit bottom. I thought I could stop anytime I wanted to, but boy, was I wrong. That's why I'm here. So I'll just keep working my steps and keep coming to these meetings. Anyway, thanks for listening. Anybody else want to share? How about you? Who, me? Yeah, you back in the corner. You've been coming every week for a month. Would you like to share? You might feel better. No pressure. Well, (laughs)
0: I don't know if I really
2: belong here. That's what I thought once too. Why don't we start with your name and how long it's been? Well, um my name is Lauren
0: and uh I guess it's been about 3 days. Hey, Hi Lauren. Lauren.
2: Hi. When did it all start? It's okay. We're all friends here. During the pandemic.
0: I started listening to this very fun podcast called Upside Down Tulips and felt so inspired, I got to thinking, maybe it would be nice to have a little container cherry tomato plant. I never knew how good it felt to get my fingers in the moist soil. And the joy I would feel as my little plant grew and grew. I even got a couple handfuls of tomatoes. I'd never tasted anything so wonderful in my life. So the next year, I got some raised beds and bought a couple of different kinds of tomatoes and some marigolds. I mentioned to a friend of mine that I was going to buy some basil plants when he said, Why buy a basil plant when you can grow some by seed? And he reached into his pocket and pulled out a packet of basil seeds. Seemed harmless enough. So I followed the directions on the seed packet and planted the basil seeds. And I gently misted them to keep the soil moist, like I learned on upside-down tulips. And one day, I came out to my garden and I saw a little bright green row of basil coming up. It was amazing! Then I started full-on buying and growing seeds cucumbers, beans, squash, and radishes, cosmos, zinnias, foxglove, and lavender. I even learned how to winter so. I was on top of the world. Then one winter day, I went to pick up the mail, and there under some returned Christmas cards and some bills was a seed catalog. At first I thought, that is way too intense for me. I will buy seeds from my local nursery, but to buy from a catalog no way. But when I saw those tantalizing pictures and luscious descriptions, I was mesmerized. As I paged through the seed catalog, summer once again seemed possible. I came across a Cherokee purple heirloom tomato, 80 days, pre-1890 variety, beautiful, deep dusky purple pink color, superb sweet flavor, and very large-sized fruit. I thought, what could go wrong? And I placed an order. From that woman on, it's all been a blur. I started ordering so many seeds, I needed to get a seed organizer. When I wasn't getting enough seed catalogs in the mail, I started seeking them out and ordering catalogs online. Burpee, Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds, Botanical Interests, Renee's. I am hiding my seeds from my family, I even bought seeds from outside my zone. What has happened
2: to me? Oh, there, there. You just made the first germination to recovery, admitting you are powerless over seed catalogs. You are right. I do feel better. What's next? Keep coming to meetings. Listen to Upside Down Tulips, and we'll just take it one seed at a time. One seed at a time. I don't know if you noticed, Edith, when we were recording that last pop play. Yeah. That I gave you some ample opportunities to say the word moist. I did notice. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't going to give you the satisfaction, okay? I'm just going to be cool about this, but I know why she put the word moist in here three times. Yeah. You were very graceful about the whole thing. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Garden 2023, Edith. So much possibility. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing
0: for me, Christy, I'm going to start shading when it's really, really hot. Mm. That is my biggest thing because like, like, your marigolds got... Like, everything can get fried and crispy if we don't. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to l- l- spring, let everything breathe free, and then if it gets really, really hot, I'm going to cover it. You know,
2: that's what folks in Texas and Oklahoma do. Do they? They get a shade cloth. Now, I just put my frost cloth on I'm going to do that too. Mm-hmm. But there actually is a special kind of shade cloth that you can get.
0: Okay, and it's not a lawn chair? like
2: <laughs> a, a lawn chair, and uh, the, that works. You know, a lawn chair works on... Little things. Yeah. So I will shade. You know, last year, Edith, I shaded my uh, lettuces all summer long. hmm And I had lettuce all summer. Yes, With I'm going to be top.
0: really diligent about doing that this year. Mulching, shading, and watering. Those three things, I think those are three tools we have to combat what is mm-hmm. obviously climate change affecting our garden.
2: Are you going to, are you thinking about trying anything new, any new vegetables or any new varieties?
0: Um, I have. I, I might try some different tomato well no, I can't. My black crim tomatoes, that's my favorite.
1: Yeah, that's just you gotta what have it do.
2: Gotta have it. Are you? I'm still gonna do hybrid tomatoes because as I've talked oh, about before, right, right. I've right. had some kind of fungus in my garden. And what conventional wisdom says is that if I plant hybrids for a while, then that it's going to move. It's going to go someplace else. Uh So I'm going to stick with hybrid tomatoes, Mm -hmm. which are still organic, folks. And delicious. Yeah. Hybrid is still an organic tomato. It just means that it has a little extra protection against disease and fungus. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to still uh, very excited about my romaine lettuce. I've been really into that. Oh yeah, you you did really good last year with that romaine. Yeah, Um, and I am very excited about doing more African marigolds. And I just my last year I tried to grow a lot of cosmos, and I was somewhat successful. Uh So I just want cosmos, cosmos, cosmos. Do you need some seeds? I've got a lot, so hopefully it'll take. But my big project, Edith, has been that I have started a no-till garden, a brand new flower garden in my front lawn. Ooh, and it's kind of funny how it started because Catherine and I did a whole episode about no-till gardening and we're talking about, you know, this is how you do it. You know, Uh you uh, put some lime down to get rid of your grass and you put some cardboard down and then a lot of compost and then some newspaper and then more cardboard. And then you just keep layering and layering and layering and make some holes in it and you can plant in the spring. And I thought this will be great. Well, the fall started ticking away, tick, 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 and I had done nothing mm-hmm. about it. And so finally I realized it was gonna snow and I had like an hour to get out there. Mm-hmm. And my handsome and handy husband saying, Christy, don't you don't have time to do that, just let it go. But I just got a little stubborn streak in me. So it was like three o'clock in the afternoon, the sun was quickly setting. I had to drag up my hoses. And I went to, and I looked for some lime. I didn't have any lime. So I said, okay, that's fine. And I get my cardboard that I've been collecting. Not nearly enough cardboard. <laughs> hardly, right? I got one layer of cardboard. I watered it all down. And then I went to go get some soil, right? I thought I had lots of bags of soil. Not nearly enough soil. Barely, like of an eighth of an inch over everything. I watered that down. And then I started applying newspaper. And I watered that all down. And, um, but because we didn't have any snow cover for a while and I didn't have time to go out there and continually water it, the Uh newspaper's drying up and flying over the neighborhood and Uh my husband's just shaking his head at me. So thank goodness it has snowed to cover up sort of Uh my shame of starting that garden out there. And I know that when that snow melts, I have to get out there and I have to put in another layer. I have a lot of lime, by the way, if you need lime, I've got a bag, a big bag of it. Oh, I think it's too late because I already put all the layers down. Oh, you did? Okay. So I got to put way more cardboard down, way more mulch, <laughs> and some compost down there. It's really quite a pathetic start of a no-till garden. But my hope is, once I get it all going, that I'll make it a succulent garden. Oh, yeah. Because it's a part nice. of my lawn that yeah. um, will it'll dry up anyways. I continually try to scoop away more and more of my lawn. Oh, that's all the really time. smart. That's really smart. Yeah. So that's that's my big project for this year is this no till garden, and I've had it in my goal for the last two years, that I've done nothing about it. So just to tell people, I have started it. Uh huh. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: Well, I, um, you know, I just want to be more diligent. Last year, I was just too busy. Yeah. And, and that drives you crazy. Like, you were too busy to go out there and do that, Do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like pandemic level unemployed again, so
2: perfect <laughs> time. Right. Perfect time to really pay attention to my garden. That's what I kind of say is like, if I don't have a lot of, you know, work coming in, then I'm going to have a good garden. Yeah,
0: me too. Me too.
2: And you know, Edith, one thing that I still think that might help your garden... Is if you think about getting some soaker hoses, I, I knew you were going to bring that up before I came over here. I thought to myself, I bet you she's
0: going to bring oh, sorry. up soaker. I did. I thought I'm sorry. I bet she's going to bring up soaker hoses, and I'm going to say no. Oh no, okay. I, okay. I, I, I'm going to be diligent. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to look at every plant every day. I'm going to look at the underside of the leaves and see if anything is growing, if any eggs have been laid there. You could still do that if you had a soaker hose. But why would I, if I can just walk around with a hose, yes. with a hose, my entire backyard, Chrissy, that would take so much. What is don't it? forget it's okay. my entire
2: backyard. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't have a back 40 like you do, but it's still, <laughs> you go the far stretches of my garden, the moors. I went out to the moors.
2: <laughs> That's what I say. I'm going to go out and survey the property. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my little my little backyard
0: oh, in Colorado the back 40. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I want to um I want to I want to have a nicer balance of leafy vegetables, Ooh. root vegetables, mm-hmm. and then big things that grow like cauliflower and broccoli, which it just seems like you can't have enough of them
2: because yeah. I eat them so fast. I love them so much. I had so many harvests of my broccoli this year. It was amazing. But then my cauliflower really got hit by aphids, so... Oh, aphids. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something that you wish that you've always wanted to grow that you haven't grown?
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, a watermelon.
2: I tried one year. And? It, you know... That needs a lot of water. Needs a lot of water. <laughs> and hence needs, the name.
0: And a long, long
2: growing season. So if mm. you get an early frost. I wonder if Botanical Interest has some quick, you know, slow, what am I a trying hybrid, to say, short? Yeah, hybrid, hybrid that's that a has lower a lower season. season. Yeah, But I, I mean, that would be so much fun to grow yeah. watermelon. Yeah, because I could eat watermelon all year long. Yeah, me too. You always successfully grow cantaloupe, don't you? I do, yeah. I tried it once, and they just didn't get very big. How big do your cantaloupe Oh, they, they get like store size. Oh, my gosh. They do. They're beautiful. This year
0: was not as good as the year before. Last year, I had so many, but this year, I the squirrels got to them. You know, I didn't protect them enough, and
2: yeah, so. And now the squirrels, they're taught that you're going to have yeah, cantaloupe. What do you do to protect the cantaloupe from squirrels? I have those.
0: Milk bucket things that, I don't even know what you call them. They're like plastic crates. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't you mean. And I put them over oh. the thing and then I put a hard, a heavy rock on top. That's brilliant. So that they can't get in there. They still try. You can see, you can just see where they've scraped and tried
2: to get under there. Oh, but that must be satisfying to see the little scrape mark but then see your little can. Very satisfying. Ah. Yes, it is. So I do, I, I,
0: I, I'm going to, um, I love stuff like that. I love watermelon. I love cantaloupe. Mm-hmm. Also, because I really do have a small yard um, that would take up so much space, mm-hmm. you know, so much space. So, yeah, I got to think about that. Have you started winter sowing yet? No. No, I have not. I don't know if I'm going to,
2: Christy. Oh. I know. I, I, I just don't know if I'm going to. It's too cold Well, to go I out there. Oh, True. I might start it I might start inside, uh-huh. It's a little messy inside. It's a little oh. nicer to do it outside, but I might bring some milk jugs in and sow some seeds. I usually kind of usually it's sometime in around this time of year. I usually wait for a nice 40 or 50 degree day and then I go outside and do I do a bunch of them. yeah, but for um, if folks if you don't have that, you can always bring it all inside.
0: Yeah, I didn't even think of that.
2: I'm going to start, it's a great time of year right now to winter sow plants that need stratification. Right. So these would be perennial flowers like lavender or hollyhocks, columbine. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you and your flowers. I don't know. I know so little about flowers. And yet you grow them. Well, they grow themselves. I don't really yeah. take care of them very much at all. Okay. Okay. Well, Christy. Here is lift up your wine glass, make a clink sound because, of course, we don't really have wine glasses. (laughs) Here's to the garden 2023 best garden ever. Ever.
2: (laughs) Clink. Clink. Hey, Christy. Yeah. Guess what time it is? What time is it? Mailbag, ring ring. (laughs) (laughs) Just like riding a bike. Shaky, just like crashing once in a while. Okay.
0: Well, Christy, I have a letter in front of me right here. It's from Doug from Tennessee. Good old Doug from Tennessee. We love Doug from Tennessee. Here we go. Dear Upside Down Tulips. Now, you see how diplomatic he is. He doesn't say Christy and Edith or Edith and Christy. He just says Upside Down Tulips. That's right. He's a sweetheart. Last year, our garden didn't do as well as we hoped and usually do. Christy, he's with us. Yeah. Perhaps it was the weather, but perhaps also the fact that we ran our rows north-south rather than east-west, as we usually do, had something to do with it. Huh. 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 (laughs) Regardless, our root crops, primarily potatoes and onions, did well, but everything else started well, but withered away after a while. Hmm. What were we just saying, Christy? We're just like throwing darts at stuff. The cucumbers never grew. I didn't have a great cucumber year. The bell peppers provided one small pepper. The tomatoes never bore meaningfully. The corn, which we were experimenting with, set a few small ears, but they were pretty flinty. Not the sweet corn they were supposed to be. We also, we had a little initial success with the candy roaster squash, but as the summer went on, they would start to grow, then soften and be unusable. (gasps) What the heck, Christy? So frustrating. So sorry, but I'm going to try this candy roaster squash. That sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. Here we go back to the letter. My guess is that our relocation of some of our rows were hitting parts of the soil where a previous owner had had a small machine shop. The original owner was a machinist at Alcoa, which is a major employer in the area, and possibly some oils and metals are still in the soil. Just a guess. That's a good guess, Christy. Yeah, it is. Remember we did the thing on soil and- when you have a new house built, the soil is going to be contaminated? Yeah. Okay. The only other thing we're going to try again is to raise some varieties of vegetables that the Cherokee used to raise here. We'll try to grow Cherokee purple tomatoes again and candy roaster
2: squash. Doug from Tennessee. You know, what he might want to do, Edith, is he might want to get a soil test. And there are cert- there's a soil test That's called- That's a good idea. It's called Oil in Soil, and it's a screening kit that can let you know if you have oil in your soil. That is a really good idea. It looks pretty easy, too. You just kind of, you get a little jar, and Mm -hmm. you add some soil to a line to a label, and then you add some water, and then you shake it, and it releases some dyes, and it will let you know.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's such a good idea. I think it's like 10
2: bucks. Oil in soil.
0: A machine shop, it would have all kinds of hard metals. In yeah. in that soil, it probably yeah. would. I love his idea of growing what the Cherokee used to grow there. Yeah. I love that. That's like yeah. native to the soil, right? Well, what a good idea that is.
2: And also interesting about like why he went east west, Well, he usually does east west, but then he went north south. Now,
0: what what do you do? You you usually do you usually do. I Do a Bo- kind of a,
2: a version Mixture. of square foot gardening. Okay. Yeah, and I will alternate the rows just because I think it looks prettier. <laughs> Me too. Some of mine are east west. Some of mine yeah. are north south. Yeah, I just kind of move it around. Like, oh, what's next to it? So it looks maybe like mm-hmm. a log cabin quilt.
0: I just try to be careful not to put the really tall things, and put when it's facing south, not to put the tall things in front of the little things. If they need a lot of sun, Oh. you know what I mean. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And
0: the other, and the other thing I'm try to be careful with is to put stuff like, like you can plant lettuce in amongst the big tomatoes for shade.
2: Mm-hmm. But the tomatoes, he the tomatoes not bearing meaningfully. Yeah, that's too bad. Mine did well. Mine, Mine did say, well. He may want to try some hybrids and, and and stay away from heirlooms for a while.
1: Hmm. hmm.
2: Well, you know. I think the things we have kind of learned as we've been backyard gardeners all these years, Edith, is that some parts of it is just a mystery. Yeah, you it's just, femoral. you just, yeah, you just are not going to know. There's so many variables, depending upon how much moisture, mm-hmm. how much sun, what your soil is like. Um, you can get a bumper crop one year and you not know what to do with all the stuff. Right, right, right. Another problem. <laughs> Next year, nothing. Yeah.
0: So true. And I even sometimes I even wonder about the water, like the Denver water that we use. Like uh-huh. what's in that? Is that helpful to the garden? Because I do notice that when it rains, it's a whole different deal than totally when, we, different when deal. we use city water.
2: Yes. Which is why I try to collect rainwater in buckets as much as I can. I, friends, I have seen this at Edith's house when we have gotten a big storm and she will just have buckets everywhere. Yeah. I hope the people in California are doing that right now.
0: Yeah, they made, had such
2: oh a my big gosh draw. yeah oh my gosh yeah <laughs> well friends if you have similar mysteries you want to tell us what how your garden was last year what are your fun plans coming up for 2023 in your garden what what shall we do about our zucchini please write to us do help us please do um you you could also
0: write to us at the upset down Tulips at Gmail or even you could go on our website at you guessed it tulips.com. I'm looking at Christy, and she looks, well, inspired. She looks like she has something to say to us. What is it, Christy?
2: This week's inspiration, friends, comes from Michael Perry, an American author. He says, Seed catalogs are responsible for more unfulfilled fantasies than Enron and Playboy combined. (laughs) Oh,
0: that's a good one. Yeah. And thematically appropriate. Now, now we
2: say goodbye. Yes, we say goodbye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. General, thanks for listening. We are Edith Weiss and Christy Montour Larson. And if you got some laughs and value out of this week's episode, could you do us a favor?
0: Hit something. Nope, not a person. Hit that subscribe, <laughs> like, or follow button wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank
2: you so much to Denise Gentilini
0: for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. Do you want more? You know you do. Go to denisegentilini.com or find that link at our website, upsidedowntulips.com.
2: Many thanks to the talents and kind heart of our friend Abner Genesee.
0: Thanks to our excellent yet enigmatic and blushing engineer. Join us in
2: two weeks for another episode that will delight and amaze you. Woo!
0: Now don't forget, if you make
2: a mistake, your garden will forgive you. Aww.
1: Upside down the
2: Thank did you, you. Did you notice, Edith, what? I um, had your name go first?
0: <gasps> no,
2: you did, didn't you? Yes, I did. Oh, thank you. Right, thanks.